This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. It's a breaking news edition of the Built by Bama online podcast. Travis Ryer, senior analyst for BOL, joined by site publisher Tim Watts. And Tim, again, it seems like we're doing this on a more and more regular basis in the last three or four weeks. And this time, the Crimson Tide picks up a rising prospect at the linebacker position and one that uh, from a program that Alabama is very familiar with, not too far away from the capstone. Yeah, you know, Ian Jackson, he's one of those guys that a lot of schools were watching. Uh, You question a little bit about how big he was. But, I mean, when you look at this guy's film, when it came out in April – and I think any coaches that had questioned anything about him, because obviously they can't get him to camp, but you look at a guy at Prattville, and I mean, Caleb Ross is one of the best coaches I've known. I've known him for a lot of years, but Caleb's one of the best coaches in the country. First thing that jumps out when Caleb talks about this guy is how great he is off the field, uh, which really says a lot about him because he's really, really excellent on the field. And you watch him at Prattville, they use him. You'll see this guy lined up on slot receivers. You see a couple of plays where he's lined up outside on wide receivers. You see him uh, defending the safety at times. And what you really like about him is he flashes. He comes off that edge. Um, guy that's fast, very aggressive. You get to see him play in space. Now, when that film dropped in late April, you saw schools like Georgia and LSU and and Tennessee, Alabama, and all those guys really pushed for him. Auburn was pretty interesting in this because they seemed to like him early on, offered him, and he's got some major connections to Auburn. I think his mom was a was a hostess there at one point. I know an uncle went there, so he had major Auburn connections. And then when Ian got close to deciding this past week, Auburn made a big push when they realized he was going to make a commitment, just came up short. But from a player's standpoint. This is a guy that you like now, but what, you, what you're going to love about him is what you think you're going to get out of him in the next four or five years of his career. Yeah, and you, know, you talk about the ability to play every down in today's game, right? And I think you hit on some of the key attributes that you have to have, especially as maybe a base inside linebacker, that when you get into second and long, and certainly in third and long, can you move out in space? Can you cover certainly backs and tight ends at a minimum? But when you're able to start covering fourth and fifth receivers in general from the linebacker position, now you move into sort of C.J. Mosley territory from the past at Alabama. But I know you also uh, note that this is a guy that can get after the quarterback a little bit if he needs to. Oh, yeah. That's a lot of what he does is they'll put him on that edge and let him flash and the thing I like is he'll watch the play develop. And, hey, if there's a play in the open field, he's going to make it a very sure tackler. You know, physically, the thing you like about him, he's six foot, a little bit over six foot one, 210 pounds. But, man, his frame, he's got a fantastic frame to add more weight. I think he'll eventually end up inside at Alabama. And he's got some really long arms, you know. And, and, and outside of height, those arms come in handy uh, on so many levels, but his ability to play in space, you can see, runs around really well, got a really well pursuit uh, 
of the ball in the open field. So a lot to like about the guy. And again, this is a guy that's probably not as advanced uh, as you'll see some rising seniors, but this is a guy when you look at the upside and that's what we look for. It's got a nice little banking uh, uh, ranking bump to around 200 in the country. So when you look at upside, which is what we try to focus on, this guy's got a lot, got a lot you got to like, plus you add off the field, uh, intangible, yeah. which come in handy. And hey, I'm telling you now, this guy, he's got special teams written all over him right out of the gate. Yeah, and you, you touched on it before when we've done podcasts here on the Built by Bama online podcast that, you know, character is always important, but it seems like after the last couple of years, um, it is the tiebreaker more so than even talent these days, given some of the some of the issues that Alabama's had with a couple of players. Yeah, I think, you know, this guy, you know, good in that, good academics. You talk to him, you can't help but like him. Everyone I've spoke to around the program, you know, we've even had message board posters. That was the very first thing that was said by a lot of people from that Prattville area. The first, they didn't even talk about him as a player right away. They went straight to what a great kid he is, what a great leader he is, how great he is in the locker room. So, you know, that's going to be a huge help. What about in terms of the coaching staff and and where does credit sort of go in terms of uh, identifying and initiating the networking with Ian Jackson from Alabama side of things and helping to sort of close out the deal here with him. You know, I think this is a tag team do- duo. You look at Charles Kelly, uh, an old school guy, you know, and I don't have to, you know, ask Charles Kelly to know this is that old school type of players that guys like him like. He had him at FSU. He's coached a lot of different players, places, and you're going to see guys like this that can fill a variety of roles. But, you know, at the end of the day, he's just a football player, and that's something that stands out to you. So Charles Kelly did a great job. Of course, Pete Golding, um, always willing to chip in. Charles Kelly's area, Pete Golding's uh, primary position, plus he's a defensive coordinator. So sort of a tag team effort. Um, and again, it's, you know, it's a big deal. This is a guy that committed to Georgia, could have committed to LSU, plenty of schools, Tennessee, Auburn were willing to take him. And, um, again, to beat out Auburn with that big push at the end, you know, you know, that's, that, that, that tells you Alabama did a pretty good job here. It's interesting because, uh, I guess it's been a couple weeks now. We were doing this very podcast talking about Kane Williams and, how you're seeing safeties and linebackers continue to sort of match up in terms of measurables. Kane Williams, 6'2", 205, 210. We're talking about a linebacker in this particular instance at 6'1", 210. Um, you know, those positions more than ever, Tim, seem like they, they overlap, right, in terms of what you're looking for now and what you have to be able to do, whether you're an inside linebacker or a safety. Yeah, I mean, and also, you know, you like those guys, those kind of athletes, they provide, you know, you get the versatility. You know, this guy could end up outside, too. There's no telling. Um, I personally think he's going to grow and end up on the inside, especially with the haul they had at outside last year. Uh, but also, you get these guys that come in, they play a couple of different positions. And don't forget special teams. There's been a lot of yeah. great, you know, we've discussed that before. There's been a lot of great Alabama players who who you know introduce their self on special teams at alabama so you get those guys they come in they're hungry you know they're that they're that workhorse they got that dog in them and they they find a way to get on the field we're going to take a quick break tim and when we come back we're going to ask you what's next for this alabama staff on the recruiting trail that's coming up next 
on the Built by Bama online podcast. We certainly hope you'll subscribe to the podcast if you haven't already. Leave us a rating or a review while you're there. That would certainly be appreciated as well. Back with more with Tim Watts right after this. Hey, I'm Brett Podolsky, co-founder of The Farmer's Dog. We make fresh food for dogs. We started the company when we saw what a huge difference it made in my own dog, Jada, when she stopped eating ultra-processed kibble and started eating fresh, whole food. The Farmer's Dog food isn't fancy. It's just real food delivered to your door in pre-portioned packs. It's better for them and easier for you. Get 50% off your first box at thefarmersdog.com slash podcast. That's thefarmersdog.com slash podcast. Okay, Tim, so the commitment list has grown a good bit here in the last three or four weeks, as we know. What are some particular positions, maybe some particular players that Alabama fans might want to keep their eyes on as we move into the next couple of weeks? You know, it's interesting about this class. I know the Alabama fans early on sort of panicked because, look, there's been a lot of commitments. I mean, it's been... I think uh, our own Bud Elliott from 24-7 Sports had a tweet I saw Monday. I think it's double the number of verbal commitments, like 600 and something to 300 and something from one year to the next. So obviously they've double commitments. We've got a lot of kids committing to schools that hasn't visited, haven't even visited there. So with Alabama, I don't think it's been that panic approach. I think they're systematically going through their list, recruiting their guys, Feeling goods about feeling good about the ones they offer and, and and are a take even if they miss on them I think they're doing it the right way have slowly put together a really good nucleus for a top six class as far as what's coming up you know you have you know I think the the closest one coming up as far as a planned and just because it's not planned doesn't mean it's not going to happen but Christian Leary he's a wide receiver from Florida he's getting close to making a decision in June. I think that wide receiver position, I think it's going to get pretty interesting because, hey, Alabama's got Ja'Cory Brooks and Aggie Hall, two really good wide receivers there already. So if you if you want to be on part of that class, you know, you, I think in some ways you need to go ahead and get on the boat. Alabama's sort of going to go with best available at some point. But Christian Leary, if they could land him and they're battling Auburn, they're battling uh, Oklahoma's in it to some degree, and they're definitely battling Florida. But they, they could get that third wide receiver from Florida – I think you're looking at an excellent wide receiver group, and they still could possibly take a fourth one. You keep waiting, or I keep waiting, for something to pop over open on the offensive line. And I think it might be a little bit more time, but the Brockermeyer twins are going to have a decision. I still believe it's Bama slightly over Texas. A lot of strong Texas pull right there. But over the most part, I don't think there's really anything planned I think this is just going to be wait and see. And, you know, sort of like Ian Jackson. Ian Jackson was pretty quiet, wasn't really discussed on the roundtable, the BOL message board. Then all of a sudden, you know, we, we had the story on him. We dropped a crystal ball on him. And he's been the talk for the last couple of weeks. So I think these things, I think the class for Nick Saban, the priorities are coming more into focus each week. You know, you wondered about the linebacker position after the 2020 class because Alabama absolutely loaded up between inside and outside linebacker, but more linebackers uh, are already a part of the 2021 group with Deontay Lawson and now Ian Jackson and even a couple more guys it looks like Alabama heavily involved with at the position, uh, Tim. So uh, doesn't, doesn't look like a slowdown at linebacker, at least for the foreseeable future. No, I think you saw Alabama get caught a little bit short at linebacker the last couple of years. Injuries. Yeah. Certainly played a huge part in that. And then some early 
early. Um, some guys that left early. So I think they're going to make sure that doesn't happen again. To be honest, can you really have too many athletes slash linebackers? I mean, you can stagger those out pretty good. I mean, they had a brilliant haul last year, just a great signing class. You know, went more, a lot of guys outside. You know, you got, you had, um, you know, guys like Chris Braswell and, you know, William Anderson is going to be hard to keep off, off that field. So you have plenty of guys out there. And inside you got, you know, Deontay Lawson in this class. And now possibly you've got um, Ian Jackson. So I think you get as many of those guys as you can. And if you start to look at these guys, uh, Deontay Lawson, Des Moines Kennedy from last year's class, they all start to look alike. So you know there's some versatility there to get yeah. these guys on the field. Yeah, the, the cross-training comes back into play for Alabama. And if you think about it, because of some of the reasons you outlined, we hadn't seen as much of that the last couple of years. Guys that you could move from inside to outside or maybe vice versa. But uh, with what Alabama did in 2020 and looks to continue to do in 2021, that is very much back in play or coming back in play for the Crimson Tide. Well, Tim, as always, great work, great stuff for us there at BamaOnline.com. Ian Jackson becomes the Crimson Tide's sixth commitment for the 2021 cycle. And I know we got a lot more on the way, Tim. Yeah, it's going to be a full year. Not, don't forget, this is uh, uh, the world's opening up a little bit. A lot of these decommitments who never visited these schools are going to visit them, find out if they love them as much as they think they do. I think we're looking at a possibly a massive decommitment not so much related to Alabama, but a massive nationwide decommitment uh, year ahead of us as well. I'm curious to see what they do with the early signing period. Do they still go through with that? There's a lot of ifs, ands, and buts, but there's a ton of recruiting, and Alabama still got the majority of their scholarships left. And we're going to have it all for you covered with us at BamaOnline.com. For Tim Watts, Travis Ryer, thanking you once again for joining us here on the Built by Bama Online podcast. We'll be with you again real soon okay picture this it's friday afternoon when a thought hits you i can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever or i can conquer it i can hop into my all-new hyundai santa fe and hit the road any road the steeper the better because my all-new santa fe is available with h-track all-wheel drive so i can hit the trail without a worry in the world Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey.